Kia ora Aotearoa, it's July 28, I'm Zoe George and this is The Podium, Stuff's new podcast dedicated to the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. It's our first episode, exciting, and we're looking forward to spending the next couple of weeks with you, bringing you all the action and colour from the Games. I'm joined by Stuff's team who'll be on the ground in Birmingham, Rob Van Royen. Kia ora Rob. Morning. And Ian Anderson. Kia ora Ian. Morena, sorry, how are you? So good. Very exciting. The action will kick off properly on Saturday with the opening ceremony tomorrow. So we want to take a look at who might be the Kiwi athletes to keep an eye on at these games. Ian, let's start with you. And we have to talk about one of our favourite sports, cricket. It's the first outing for T20 cricket at the Com Games. And it's the first time the White Ferns have played since the World Cup, in which they were unable to make the semi-finals on home soil. Let's just not talk about that. They've had a bumpy ride with a few changes to coaching staff and players. But Captain Sophie Devine has said they expect to bring home a medal. So what are your expectations for the White Ferns, Ian? Yeah, I think bronze is realistically the best return for the White Ferns. I mean, after missing out on the semi-finals at the World Cup, it's it's hard to imagine them threatening the the Cup winners and the hosts, Australia and uh, England. Even though it is uh, a different format in T Twenty, but they're without you know those veteran stars like Amy Satterthwaite and Frankie Mackay and Katie Martin. You know, India and South Africa are there. Um, Barbados have got a number of key players from that West Indies side that we saw at the World Cup, like Hayley Matthews and Deandra Dotton. So, um, yeah, but New Zealand cricket obviously had to make some changes after that World Cup, and it's probably a good environment for the likes of, you know, Fran Jonas and Georgia Plimmer and Eden Carson to to get the grips with international cricket. Mm. And when does the first T20 games start? Uh, they've got South Africa first up uh, a couple of days after the games open in Birmingham. Who do you expect to bring medals home for us? Yeah, well, cycling has always been a big medal reward for New Zealand. I mean, there's so many uh, disciplines in cycling, and, and you get a lot of track events as well too, so you've got a chance for multiple medals. That should be the case again in Birmingham. You know, you've got the likes of Campbell Stewart and Aaron Gate uh, in the men's track. Um, Alice Andrews, uh, you know, both her and Campbell Stewart were medalists in Tokyo at the Olympics. Bryony both has been going really, really well over summer. Um, Rebecca Pitch uh, switching from BMX to track, which would be fascinating. And then maybe best of all, you know, we're going to probably see that uh, – Anton Cooper, Sam Gay's uh, combination again, uh, which has got history in the mountain bike. That was the most memorable event of Gold Coast 2018. Yeah, so there's. A, tell me a bit about that history there. Will we expect some fireworks from those two? Well, if history is anything to go by, yes, that 2018 event was was amazing. You know, Sam Gay's got sort of left behind when he was uh, at the last uh, changeover, uh, fixing a mechanical problem on his bike uh, in that race, and he. Um, ploughed back to it and caught Anton Cooper after waving the finger at him as he went past on that lap. And these two guys have had a phenomenal rivalry for more than a decade, both at national and international and world level. Um, they've both had their successes. They've both had their their hardships as well too. Yeah, there'll be fireworks. Mm. Oh, well, we'll keep an eye out for that. You're also watching squash, aren't you? Uh, who should we look out for in squash? And, and will we expect medals in that too? Definitely. They won uh, four medals, the squash team, New Zealand squash team at Gold Coast 2018. Uh, four would be a target again, but the colour might be even better this time round um, because Paul Cole won silver on the Gold Coast in the men's singles and is now the world number two ranked player. So he'll be favourite for gold there. Uh, Joelle King won the women's singles on the Gold Coast and probably a battle between her and Sarah Jane Perry 
uh, of England, uh, who's a Birmingham girl. That'll be a good contest. She'll have the home crowd behind her in the women's singles. And those two uh, team up in the mixed doubles. And Joelle King teams up with Amanda Landers-Murphy in the women's doubles, also gold medal contenders. So, yeah, plenty of rewards expected from the squash courts. Hey, Rob, let's bring you in here. Sevens Rugby returns with the sides defending their gold medals from the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games in 2018. And then this time last year, the Black Ferns Sevens won gold and the men won silver at the Tokyo Olympics. Can they defend their medals this time around? Yeah, yeah, you certainly think so. Look, you, don't, you never want to give out medals, uh, golds beforehand, but like, if, if you could, I think uh, if you look at that New Zealand team heading to Birmingham, uh, the Blackfern Sevens particularly are one, you, uh, you know, raging favourites. And the All Black Sevens as well. I mean, they're both, they're, they're both fresh off um, winning the Oceania Super Sevens titles last month in Pukekohe. So they've warmed, they've prepared well. And you look at those squads. I mean, I look at the Blackfern Sevens, Michaela Bly, Kelly, Kelly Brazier, Tyler Nathan Wong, all the, the big names that are there, Stacey Flula. So, like, they're, they're well set. And I think the men, you know, they'll probably, uh, Fiji loom large for them especially. So, um, but, yeah, look, it's definitely both uh, a really good chance. And you're also following triathlon. Who are you keeping an eye on in that sport? Uh, well, definitely Hayden Wild in the men's. I mean, he's been in scorching form on the, on the world circuit. Uh, one that really opened the uh, Olympic account for the Kiwis in Tokyo last year with that that bronze. Uh, and since then, he he's really excelled. Um, had a, he's had a couple of big wins recently. And uh, he, so he's a real chance to um, gold medal chance there. Uh, and and uh, Nicole Van der Kai and the and the women's I wouldn't count her. She's ranked twenty first in the world heading into this, but she's also showed some some good signs lately. And um, and, and Andrea Hansen, uh, Nee Hewitt, uh, she she's there, forty year old, and she you know she doesn't have great expectations on herself in the in, in the individual, but uh, she's really keen to make that mixed relay team. Uh, which you know she was in the team which won bronze four years ago, so. And Rob, you'll be following the netball, the Silver Ferns, redemption after the 2018 Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they lost the bronze. Well, for starters, they had, remember, they, who could forget that loss to Malawi? And uh, and then they they managed to scrape through to the bronze medal match. They lost to Jamaica and, uh, you know, Brendan Egan stuffs netball right. I think he's tipping them to go no better than bronze. So, uh, yeah, we're keeping a close eye on that. Mm. And, uh, for me, I'll be keeping a close eye on the swimming. I'm very interested to see how backstroke swimmer Andrew Jeffcoat goes and, of course, youngster Erica Fairweather, who shone at last year's Olympics. Now, qualifiers for swimming start on Saturday New Zealand time. And, of course, one of my other favourite sports, uh, the Black Jacks Lawn Bowls team, the women in particular, including debutante Nicole Toomey and para-athlete Sue Curran. Curran came fourth in Glasgow and fifth in the Gold Coast and she is our oldest member of the New Zealand team at 75 so she proves it's never too late to be an elite athlete um, isn't that incredible Ian? Yeah there's chances for me still. <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, and what about some unexpected successes who could be the bolters who makes it to the podium? Yeah I think if we could predict them now that probably wouldn't be a surprise would they? Quite often we try and do this beforehand and, and you pick people on the fringe and it's it's quite often someone with virtually sort of no profile nationally, let alone internationally. Uh, if I had to punt for a couple, maybe in Birmingham it could be one of the uh, the three-on-three hoopsters. Uh, both the New Zealand men's and women's team could be contenders there, or maybe one of the beach volleyballers. Mm, Rob, what do you think? 
Yeah, if I was to pick one, I mean, it's always so tough to do. I'll, I'll be certainly keeping a close eye on Zoe Hobbs in the women's 100 metres. I mean, she's fresh off a breaking her own Oceania record in the world champs in Oregon. You know, she ran an 11.08. Look, there's the issue for her is there's the Jamaican trio there and, and that, but I'd expect, you know, she should make the final at least, which would be not it would, would be a great achievement to even make that 100 metres uh, final. Mm, absolutely. Um, interesting that you mentioned the three-on-three basketball, Ian. It's one of the new sports here at the Com Games. And eSports will be an exhibition sport. But there are a few key sports missing from the Commonwealth Games in which New Zealand are incredibly successful at. So um, what would you love to see at the Games? Personally, for me, skateboarding or surfing, although I don't think Birmingham is known for its waves. Resident surfer Ian Anderson, what do you think? No, it's not, is it? Uh, they'd have to take that slightly uh, further south uh, to try and hold that. Um, looking, I was reading back through some of the history of the Cobham Games and obviously rowing was uh, was a major sport in a lot of the Cobham Games up until uh, probably about the 1970s. And that would be a massive boost for New Zealand's medal hall, uh, given how well they've done internationally in the Olympics and the like. Uh, and canoe sprint as well too, obviously with the likes of uh, of Lisa Carrington and New Zealand's very strong record in that as well too. I think the problem obviously is for many host venues that they lack a, a suitable venue for both of those sports right near the sort of host town. You could find one in, in the country, but uh, that would be a long way away for the athletes to go each day. So um, I'm going to throw out poker. Um, I mean, come on, chess is a sport, uh, a final table Chasing a medal in poker would make fantastic viewing. Yeah, well, it's it's quite popular, you know. It's making it waves on in broadcast television and, and sports channels. So that that could be an option. Would you be a gun in for that for a gold medal in poker? Given the uh, the less athletic ability needed, the better. That that would suit me well. <laughs> Rob, what about you? What sports would you like to see at the Commonwealth Games? Oh, and t- I'll start with the returning one, and that would be it's, a, it's only this is only the second time since 1966 it's not there, uh, and that's shooting uh, the lack of facilities it's not there this year I mean with you know Natalie Rooney Olympic silver medalist Chloe Tipple a couple of really good athletes that uh, can't go to the Com Games because there's no shooting uh, in terms of a new one I'd like to see uh, sports climbing actually I mean I, uh, ahead of the Olympics last year I didn't really know a thing about it but uh, I watched and it was one of the most entertaining sports I found in Tokyo so I think sports climbing would be a, would be a great addition down the line Well, they're fantastic suggestions. Thank you so much for joining us today and we look forward to chatting with you tomorrow about the opening ceremony. That's it for the podium ahead of the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Remember, you can find all the latest games action online at stuff.co.nz and if you like this content, you can find more online at stuff.co.nz forward slash podcasts or wherever you normally get your podcasts from. I'm Zoe George. Until next time, na mihi, go well. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, 
abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.